Hello and welcome to the Draft Talk podcast, a very special edition of the Draft Talk podcast. We're back talking all things NFL Draft and for the first time ever, not only are we on your classic audio podcast, but we're also on YouTube as a video. So if you haven't already, do check that out. Search 99 Yards on YouTube and the Draft Talk podcast will be there at the top. Uh, it's a new feature, so if you could like it, give it a subscribe, that'd be fantastic. I'm your host for this very special edition, Brian, and joining us is two of our top Draft Talk scouts. It's Owen and Stu. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, all very well on video for the first time, so uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes, shall we? But yeah, a few weeks into the season now, we're starting to get the, the lay of the land a bit, a bit more of an understanding for this draft class, and uh, looking forward to see uh, if me and Stu agree or not. Yeah, well, one does never cease. It might happen that we do agree. Um, yeah, looking forward to this, particularly on the in the video podcast. Had my hair done specially for tonight as well, so we'll um, look forward to seeing how that turns out. Um, yeah, it's interesting just to see how things have panned out after the first few weeks of the college season, particularly as we had some thoughts pre-season. And I'm not sure our thoughts are where they were on some of these positions, so it's been interesting to see how things are panning out so far. Absolutely, yes, and it's a, uh, it's a wonderful time of the year. Everywhere you look, there's football, so we thought we'd get right involved uh, with another Draft Talk podcast. As you mentioned, we did a, a season preview a few weeks ago, running through the top prospects. Do check that out if you haven't already, very informative. And we're now, well, we're about a week off the midpoint of the college football season. So I wanted to have a quick discussion, see how the guys are doing uh, for this year's draft class. So let's get cracking. And uh, why not? Let's start with the quarterbacks. Um, we said pre-season, there was, there was five or six that we reckon could go in the first round. Of those, quite a few uh, very early. Um, so, give us a lay of land. How are the, how are the quarterbacks looking? Are they uh, living up to your pre-season expectation? No. No. Is the easy answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking uh, at Wayne, and if you've seen it on the podcast, we're both smiling to each other. And it was, it's a... It's a <laughs> We were maybe a bit jumping the gun pre-season, weren't we? I think we said that there was potential. They weren't that there was plenty of players who weren't there yet, but had the opportunity to take that next step. The problem is a lot of them just just haven't. A lot of them look the same as they did last year. Some of them look worse than they did last year. And when you're betting on traits early on in the process, it just just hasn't worked out that way so far. I mean, we've still got plenty of time to go. Um, a lot of these uh, players will be able to to turn it around, but I think there's just a lot of players who we expected would take the jump, would come out and be first round picks, who maybe would be better off going back to school rather than than entering. Um, the top two are still the top two. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State is is still for me the clear number one, um, and has only edged edged further ahead. Uh, Bryce Young has been very good as well. He's been extremely clutch during plays. He's bailed Alabama out a, a couple of times, especially the game against Texas. You know, he put the game on his back and, and went downfield and won that game for them. Um, he's currently day to day with a with a, a shoulder injury, uh, which is pretty good news. On on Saturday, they were reporting that it could potentially be a be season ending. So the fact that he is day to day is is very promising uh, and good that we're going to be able to see him going forward. Um, I'll let Stu touch on a couple of the others, but a few of the other guys like Will Levis, like Anthony Richardson that we mentioned, just just haven't taken the next step that I think we expected them to. 
you mentioned one of the quarterbacks there, Will Levis. Will Levis scares me mm. a, a little bit. Um, I mean, he's got all the physical traits and upside that you could want. There's loads of scouts have been out watching Will Levis over the over the last few weeks. Um, he's got one of the strongest arms out there, velocity-wise. He he's got good confidence in himself, put it that way. But he he makes his decision, his his decision making at times is questionable. Um, he's not that poised within the pocket. He tends to sometimes panic a little bit under pressure and things as well. Um, turnovers are an issue with him. And, and my, my, when I say he scares me, it's not that I don't think he's got the traits. I think a lot of people are going to look at him and see, oh, he looks like Josh Allen a little bit. Josh Allen looked like this coming out of college. We can easily make a Josh Allen out of this. When you look at Josh Allen coming out of college and the type of player he was and what he's become now, it's really an anomaly. It doesn't happen very often. And trying to bet on a one-off becoming a two-off, that that's where Levis really scares me. Yeah, and when you talk about these traitsy, traitsy players that come out, um, like like Josh Allen, um, a bit like Patrick Mahomes in a way as well, where, where you're betting on they had elite traits. Now, um, Will Levis is, is very good, but I'm not sure you'd go as far as saying kind of the, the arm strength is very good, bordering on great, but it's it's not elite like Josh Allen's was and definitely not like Patrick Mahomes was. I, I was thinking his, his decision-making is just absolutely awful. Um, just I would, I would use the word inconsistent to put it nicely. Um and, and like Stu, in my notes, I've got that we've become obsessed with these toolsy players who could be the next Josh Allen. But he, Will Levis just screams the type of player that you would bet on those traits. And then he's going to get a coaching staff fired because he's, he needs to learn. It, it, it's it's all upstairs with him. The, the football IQ needs to become better. The decision making needs to become better. His accuracy needs to become better. He's just extremely careless with the football. Um and I do think some of his mechanics are, are inconsistent as well, which may um, be some of the interceptions he's throwing that that he can be off base sometimes. So he he has a, a lot to work on. Another player that, that has another an, a, a lot to work on as well that we spoke a lot about preseason was is now um, Anthony Richardson from Florida. That um, he's a kind of a, a dual threat, can do everything with his legs, and has great arm strength. This season, he showed, it, showed his legs, but he just hasn't been able to be consistent or accurate, do really anything with his arm. Um, so he's one of those, ultimately, he's going to be he's going to be too raw and probably could do with going back for a year and continuing to develop because he, he's got time. He's got traits. Um, he just needs to develop and, and maybe get in a system with a system where he's got some people to throw to and he's got some some weapons where uh you know, he's not just having to do it do it with his legs all the time. You mentioned inconsistency with, with Will Levis, and I think that's just what we see with Anthony Richardson at the moment. He was a week one Heisman Trophy winner, and by week two he was getting binned and nobody liked him. So, I mean, he's he's still young and he is relatively inexperienced. He hasn't played a lot of, of, of high-level football, and he can be wildly inaccurate and really erratic at times. But then he had the game against Tennessee when he had 453 yards, two touchdowns, and looked pretty good as well. I think what you're going to see this season is, is a lot of ups and downs. Um, but I think playing through that and working through that, and, and you're right, I think that if he can work through some of the, the issues that he has, and it is a lot down to inexperience, that he might just be one of those guys, do you know what, I'm not going to be above CJ Stride and Bryce Young 
why not come back to school and be the number one pick the next year if he can, you know, because he's got all the traits if he works at it. You know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that could happen. Um, and, and he does have time on his side. He's only 20. Um, so I think we maybe just need to slam the brakes a little bit on Anthony Richardson. Yeah, he just needs to play and, and get some, some more games and some more reps. And the problem is, I think if he did declare and he went to the NFL, he's going to be one of those players that we talk about. He needs to sit a year. He doesn't need to sit a year. He needs to get some more games and college is going to be his best bet for doing that. There's probably a couple of um, new names, I would guess. Well, not new names, old names to the list of quarterbacks, which uh, which we'll, we will be discussing about. One of them is Hendon Hooker. He is the quarterback for Tennessee. Played extremely well this season. People talking about him being a top five quarterback. Some people even saying that he could be a uh, top three quarterback. Just looks really polished. You know, He's got really good physical traits. He reads the game really well. There's not a lot not to like. He's been he's been fantastic. The, the problem is he does turn 25 in January. And so if you're a college quarterback who is about to turn 25, I would expect you to be reading the game uh, game well. I would uh, expect you to be making the right decisions. I would expect you to be accurate. And you should be looking like you are um, bigger, better than than everyone else on the field i would expect you that's what you should be doing at that age as a fifth or in some of these cases a sixth year uh six year player so he is a player that's going to be sp- spoken a lot about i wouldn't be going near him in the first round simply because of that age in terms of like if if we're betting on now where does he end up i don't think he would be a first round player if he was maybe 21 we would maybe be thinking about it but at the age of 25 he would need to step in. You know, he's that means he's going to be basically the same age as Lamar Jackson entering his rookie year. Um, so it, it will be a problem. You, you may be looking at one of those people uh, that the teams take a flyer on maybe in the late second or into the third, like we've seen with Davis Mills, who, who can get them through a year. Yeah, I mean, he's he's emerged really well. And I think that the, the age thing is going to play on him, you know, how much more is there for him to grow? You know, he's had what six years at college, more or less now, and he's, you know, he he's he's good, but is is he got much room to to grow beyond being what he is? Yes, NFL coaching will get that, but you'd expect someone if they were really top notch, they're not going to be a college quarterback at twenty five. Um, he's maybe just a late bloomer, but he he's had a very good season. Teams will. Like that, and you know he's got good, kind of good leadership qualities. He'd be a good guy to have around an organisation. And that, hey, if, if it doesn't, there's nothing wrong with being a career backup. You know, if that was what what, what someone becomes, mm-hmm. you know, look look at the money some of these guys like your Chase Daniels and what have made being a good back. You know, and if that's what he becomes, fair play to him. But he's he's really emerged this year and um, has has shown what what he has to offer. You can basically copy and paste exactly what we said there about Hendon Hooker to the BYU quarterback, Jaron Hall, who we know BYU quarterbacks, we've seen it with Zach Wilson, but he's, he's one that's actually been out on a, on a missionary and come back. So he also will be turning 25, but basically copy and paste. He's had some unbelievable throws. He's looked really good. Um, so he's one that would maybe be in a very similar kind of discussion and, and tier when it comes to the quarterback. One final name we will mention, or I will mention, uh, is Michael Penix, from, uh, who just transferred to Washington. He was at Indiana beforehand, and he's a player who seems to have been in college forever. So he was at Indiana, moves over to Washington in the offseason, 
and has just gone about his business really nicely. Uh, a player that, that has the tools, he's, draft fans have fallen for him before because he has all the tools. His problem has been injuries. Um, it, you know, it's, it's killed his career up until this point, and let's be honest, it, it's, it's killed his draft stock as well. Two torn ACLs, a clavicle injury, and a shoulder joint issue. Good luck drafting that if that's what you want to want to do. But it's really nice to see him putting a year together finally. Yeah, I mean, Michael Penix has uh, been one of the guys who has really stepped up this year. He's he's leading, or was at one point leading college in all passing yards. Um, you know, a, a decent clip of nine point seven per attempt as well. He played really well against Michigan State. I think that was his kind of coming out game that this year. Um, he, he's shown a little bit more than he did previously at Indiana. He's able to move a little bit better than than you know. He, he's not a, he's not a running quarterback by any stretch of imagination, but on the on the kind of rollout and bootlegs, he's been a bit more um, movement, and he's he's got a nice velocity and touch to his passing. Um, and it's good to see that he has hopefully put some of that injuries behind him and, and goes on to have a nice nice run at the college football anyway, just to see you know where, where it can take him. Last name I'm going to throw out there is a guy that I really like, um, and that's Cam Ward, who's a, um, from Washington State Cougars. He's a guy who transferred from the University of the Incarnate Word, if anyone's ever heard of that university. Um, but he was the best freshman in the FCS in 2020. Um, he's very talented. He's got a really nice release. Um, he has that ability to change the arm angle. You've seen the guys like Mahomes and whatnot do. Um, he can throw on the run. He's he's really untapped potential for me, and um, he stepped up really well taking that step at Washington State. Uh, I think he's a riser in this draft, and to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if he races ahead of some of the other guys if he keeps playing the way he is. The guys who have fallen like Richardson, Levis, Cam Ward's a name to look out for that could go above those guys. Yeah, and he's got them winning games right. They're on the on the verge of of being ranked in the AP top 25 poll, which says everything because a team like Washington State, does that doesn't happen to them very often. Good stuff. So some uh, some hot shots to look for there. But like I say, pre-season, we said maybe five or six in the top round. We're not so sure about that. Maybe three or four or... You never know with quarterback. Yeah, you, you never know. Um, I would maybe yeah, edge on... On, on maybe four, just maybe not as high as we thought. So you're going to have the two go really high in Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Um, and then we thought there was going to be a couple joining them. They maybe don't just don't join them as highly and you'll see them see them slide a little bit. But I say there is plenty of time. And if someone, you know, we've slagged Will Levis and, and Anthony Richardson off there, but if, say if Will Levis did, did come out, if an NFL team took an absolute flyer and said, we're going to turn him into the next Josh Allen, that wouldn't shock me either. So he probably would go highly if he, if he declared. Whether he should or not is debatable. There we go. Thank you, chaps. Uh, so we've covered a few rise and fallers there. Um, how about we do some that aren't quarterbacks? Um, start on the positive, eh? Someone, some players who've impressed you. Oh, and kick us off. Uh, someone who's, uh, yeah, someone who's uh, risen up your board. Okay, so me and Stu haven't discussed this, so we'll see if we've got some crossover. And I'm just looking through my list and seeing if I can maybe nab one away from Stu. I think that that he'll be taking. Um, I'm going to go for one who I think that Stu will have quite highly on his list, and I'm going to go for Olu Fashnu, who is a tackle from Penn State. 
this tackle class we spoke about it in the summer as well there just there isn't that guy in there that you were willing to 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 bank on so no runaway player really in what has continued to developing to quite an underwhelming class and he is one who who really is making a push he's long he's tall strong he's got really all the intangibles that you would want and he's also putting the tape together at this point you know he's moving moving guys around for fun in the run game and he's been really impressive in the passing game as well where he's been really secure hasn't let much pressure at all um more polished than you'd expect what just five games into into his college career only a sophomore um just a really great athlete at the position but he's also putting the tape together and I think NFL teams will really like him. He's a name that we we definitely should get to know if he does declare and he does come out. I think he would go quite highly if he continues to put on tape what, what he is at the moment and saying it where there's no standout guys. He could be the one that does end up um, standing out on the one that we end up talking the most about. Yeah, you know, I obviously spend too much time talking to each other because he is my number one on that list of players who are rising up boards. And the fact he's an offensive lineman should have given the game away on that one as well. Um, he's He's been really dominant this year. I mean, he's dominant. He's been dominant against Ohio when they played them. Purdue and Auburn, is, it, is it, um, he dominated a, a guy called Derek Hall, who's a guy who's he's, he's well fancied at times. He's tall. He's, he's got a big frame, but he's got a good balance of weight. He's not too top heavy. Um, He's a good in the short area movements, but he's got great quickness off the line. I like when he's getting upfield. He's not one of these tackles who lumbers up the field. He seems to bound and stride up the field, so he's got a nice lightness on his feet there as well. He's very, very powerful. Um, he uses leverage well. He's got good flexibility. His hand works pretty advanced for a guy who's just 20. He's going to turn 21, I think, in December. Um, the only criticism, sometimes he can be a little bit upright. He could just lower himself a little bit. It tends to be his downfall but for, for a guy who's just that age he's played so little football he looks really really polished come April time if he's, he's my OT1 I won't be surprised the only thing is is he going to declare um, if he keeps going the way that he is why not you know make hay um, while the sun shines as they say with that and the other thing as well he come, he's, he's apparently just a good dude um, he, he volunteers at a homeless shelter daily. He's a team leader, you know, just all those kind of things that, you know, yes, it's not the best thing in the football world, but I like to see good dudes doing well. Yeah, I just want to tag another name onto there because it's just another Penn State guy that I just want to mention briefly, which is Joey Porter, who is a cornerback, say, at Penn State. Um, and he's maybe in that second level of guys, of, of cornerbacks coming into the season who has continued to improve uh, week on week and, and is now firmly in that discussion. Predominantly a press corner, um, just really physical, already has 10 pass deflections on the year. Would be nice to see him turn some of them into some interceptions at some point. But yeah, he's a player that's really turned up in 2020 that, that we'll be, be looking at as maybe an early day two pick. Whilst we're on the topic of, of corners, one of my guys I thought I had in the corners was a guy that I kind of didn't really see much in the summer, but Owen was quite harmless, which was Garrett Williams um, from Syracuse. He's another guy who's really disruptive. Um, at, he, he, play, he plays better probably as a zone coverage corner than a, than a man. Um, he's got good movement skills. He's really reactive. He's really physical, finishes well. He's a high school track athlete, so he's got plenty of pace about him. I think he's one to watch in this cornerback class as well. When some of the top guys, we might come on to them later on, haven't really 
shown what they could. Um, he was a guy that I wasn't really so familiar with this summer. Um, I think you had him in your top five, Owen. Was I right? Yeah, I had him at, I had yeah, him at four. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he he's really impressed me this year. So I think he, he'll be a guy in this cornerback group that the teams will be looking at closely. Yeah, he's just a really smooth athlete, quite fluid, tracks the ball really nicely. And is, is, I wouldn't say he was overly physical, but he, he sticks with receivers during during the route, which is really good. So you've got the movement skills and kind of when you're evaluating cornerbacks early, just having those athletic traits does really help before they, they start putting things on tape. But yeah, it's really nice to see. Syracuse have been a really good team so far. And we, we had a few uh, Syracuse players jotting about in top fives and in top 50 big boards. And yeah, they've proved their worth so far. Um, okay, another guy who's been really impressive in, and is a guy who, again, has been somebody who's struggled with injuries but has kind of come a bit of bounce back is Mo Ibrahim, running back from Minnesota. Um, he has been running at a great rate, about six, six and a half yards per attempt. He'd scored eight touchdowns. Injuries is his big concern, and he is going to be an older prospect when he's coming out as well. But I think at running back, am I so concerned about being somebody old? Not really. If you get three, four years out of them, then chuck them and move on to the next one. That seems to be some teams' philosophies as well. He's a really hard runner. He's not much in the passing game um, as yet. But it's just nice to have seen him. He was somebody who's talked about a year or two ago as being a really nice prospect. He's just been really hampered by injuries. Um, he's had a bit of a bounce back here. I know that he was a bit of a question mark for their last game as well. But um, he's a guy that if teams are looking for someone to to run the ball and short yards, you can make things happen and aren't too worried about age. Mo Ibrahim from Minnesota's had a nice year. Yeah, he didn't play in the last game and I think he's doubtful for the next. Um, but yeah, he played four games, over 100 yards in 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 all four of those games, eight touchdowns. Uh, yeah, really nice to see him back on the field. And yeah, I can absolutely see someone take a fly to him because he's the type of running back that you would just run to the ground and let go after their rookie contract. It's just that type of, that, that, that's the type of mould that he's in. Um, but if you can get that type of production out of him and say, you know, he is a senior, so... He, he will be coming out this year, uh, but yeah, I think he will. He will be. Say, I don't think you're going to be speaking about him at the top of the class just because of the the injury history. But he will definitely get drafted, and he'll he'll be good for for four or five years. Who else have you got on the list? Let's have a look. So, I've got, I've got <laughs> I, one or two more. Yeah, yeah, I've got. There's plenty more. We can go forever. Yeah, I might go. I, I might. Revert, I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball. I want to speak about Drew Sanders, who is a linebacker from Arkansas. Um, he's a junior. He was at Alabama for two season, uh, two seasons, and then transferred to Arkansas this off season, and is now really starting to display his talent. He was just, he's just been an absolute star for that for that defense at Arkansas. He passes the eye test really well. I watched, I watched the full game against Alabama this weekend, and he was just everywhere. He, he really stood out even against that you know, really good Alabama team. Um, has production also. He's just a player who's tough. He's physical. He'll happily run you over. He's really good at rushing the pass, which really stands out. Six and a half sacks um, on the year, just five games. 
uh, which is really good. He only had one in his previous two seasons at Alabama, which probably just shows you the step that he's taken taken this year. Two forced fumbles as well. He's just everywhere. I say played against Alabama this weekend, really stood his ground against what, what will be NFL competition. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see where he could go from here because, you know, if he can end the season with, with some really good tape and some really good production, then, then that will suit him really well. And as a junior, you know, this is the year for him to break out and potentially enter the NFL. He's one of those kind of linebackers who you just seem to see on every play. Yeah. He's always doing something. Um, and, and whether that's causing a bit of disruption, chasing down somebody, making that tackle, you see his number. It, on every, he doesn't seem to take a playoff. Yep. Is, is what I'm trying to get at. He he, he's, he goes sideline to sideline. He he's really good coming downhill as well. He disrupts the passer. Um, he's just got a bit of energy about him. I don't think he's elite at one thing, but I think he's just a really well-rounded player. He's 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 a bit of good at good at most things. He's going to be kind of putting you that seven eight out of ten kind of guy every week. You know he's not he's not going to let you down. Um, is he going to be the most wonderful, explosive player? That he's not going to be a Michael Parsons type linebacker, but a guy who's just solid, day in day out, down in down out. I think that um, that he's that type of guy. Um, I'm going to touch on a Rashid Rice from SMU, wide receiver. Um, so he's a guy who's he's, we've seen a lot of small twitchy receivers recently. He's not. He's a six foot two guy. He really plays on the outside. He's really good in the the jump ball situation. But what really impressed me is the fact that he's not just a. I don't think he's just a jump ball guy. He's, he's got an ability to separate and find space, which I think is something we've talked about previously. Something you really look for and receive that ability to to separate and create that space for themselves. And he, and he does that really quite well compared to some of the some of the bigger guys who you're just going to throw it up and and catch it. Um, is he the is he in the outstanding caliber of some of the guys we've we've talked about in the past? No, but I think he's just a really fun player who teams will like, and he's going to find his way into an offense and and find a lot of the ball when his time comes. Yeah, he's not a player that I've watched a lot of, I must say. I've seen a lot of people raving about him, so I must add him to the list. But what I have seen from him is he's just going to be one of those people that, that is a de- just a dependable receiver that you'll see go on day three who who just will be able to do a job and continue to be on a team and continue to get production. Um, he's just, it's just that type of player that he's just going to be able to, to get the ball and he'll just you know have a 10-year career and come out of it with really nice production and, and a bit of money as well. Yeah, so, I think he's one of these guys that when a quarterback is, is stuck for an option, yeah. he's going to find himself free. And it might not be a 30-yard gain or a running down, but it's going to be that one that's either going to be get them in third and short or just going to get that first down um, most of the time. And I think those kind of guys are valuable to teams as well to have that have that out option. Yeah, I think um, Dane Brugler from The Athletic had him as the top-rated senior wide receiver coming into the season. So, um, clearly had had some ped, uh, pedigree and you know, clearly a guy that that we need to be watching a bit more of. I'm going to go to a pass catcher, but to a tight end. And I'm going to go with Darnell Washington from Georgia, who is an absolute freak. So, he was my tight end 
five at the start of the year, but he has been so, so good. It, what really stood out before the season was just his pure blocking ability that, that really stood out that he was going to be that inline blocker and would be able to stay on the field uh, doing that. But he's really stood out as, as a pass catcher this year. So he's just been a great safety blanket for Stetson Bennett, who's the quarterback at, at Georgia. And so he really stepped up to be that and j- j- just completely freaky and really unique as a player. Six foot seven, 265 pounds, stupidly athletic for someone that size. His mobility is just fantastic as well. Um, so when you can block in line the way that he he can and then flex out to be a pass catching option, say just absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I think right now, I think he would be one of the top tight ends that, that do get drafted simply because of that size strength profile that he has. And now being able to to add some pass catching and, and some yards after catchability as well. 10 receptions, 184 yards on the year. That's already his best season. He's only played five games. So we really stood out. And if he continues this, then yeah, I can see him being a, a day two pick that, that someone's going to take and, and really like him, say, because he can simply do it all. I don't, I don't have much notes on him, but I do have some notes. And what I've written is, if Owen talks about him, use your one word, beast. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just an absolute monster. Um, and yeah, he's just fun. You know, there's some players you just watch and yeah, them, you, 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 they're not the best player in it, but they're just fun to watch. And him having the ball in his hands, running with it, is, is just fun. Um, it's in, in a team that uh, already has a tight end, which we're not going to talk about this this year, can't really... Um, he's he still st- he still manages to shine, so so that, I think that's fair play to him. Should we mention him now? I think he was going to be on us on our on our fallers list, wasn't he? Um, we might as well mention him now. That, that I think we're, we're speaking about Eric Gilbert here, who mm-hmm. who we got completely <laughs> wrong. Um, yeah, at this point, you can't even consider him to be a draft prospect. So you know, if you if you've got a report somewhere. Bank it, save it for next year because you know he's clearly got some personal things still going on. We thought that they they were sorted, obviously not. Kirby Smart, who's the Georgia head coach, come out and said that you just you know still needs to build trust with the guys around him, and there's just guys he trusts more. And you know he didn't make the journey to South Carolina when they played there away, which is which is probably a bit telling. So yeah, he he wasn't as ready as we thought he'd be. So should we put that on him? Put on us? I don't know. Well, we'll say it's us. We put too much pressure on the guy. I'm sure I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, just just another quick name. Um, I think we've we've talked about plenty of prospects here. A, a guy just maybe to keep an eye, eye out for. Haven't seen as much as I want to of him, but it's Tyree Wilson, the pass rusher from Texas Tech. He's a guy with a lot of upside. He's got loads of traits that you'd love on that outside rush guy. Starting to put it a bit together, and I think as the season goes on, as we see more and more of him, he might be a name that people start talking a little bit more about, um, and, and getting a bit more excited about what he could do at the next level. Yeah, he's really nice, and he's just going to keep keep rolling that. So he's he's be a draft stock. He's going to be one that you could continue adding to the to the, the stock up list because that's just the type of player he is. If you end up hearing his name at the back end of round one discussion in six months time that I wouldn't bank against that because he's one that people thought could take the next step. I hasn't in the last four or five weeks, but it's starting to then say roll on that draft sort. And I do think he'll be able to, to, to take that, take that leap because you say he does have a lot of traits and he's just really like, bulky and strong, which, which is also a, you know, probably more, I would say like a true defensive end rather than, than a pure edge. So you know, a player that can, that can do a bit of everything. 
I don't have a player as such just to round things off here. I just wanted to speak about a, a certain class just to lump everyone in together. I just wanted to say that this running uh, running back class is as good as we advertised it. Um, you know, it, this could be that you know, as good as we could have hoped for and could could end up being one of the better running back classes we've seen uh, seen in some time. The, the, you gen, genuinely could put nine or ten guys into a top five. The, the the class really has been has been that good, you know. Bijan Robertson obviously headlines the class and still a standout guy, but Jameer Gibbs has been superb after transferring from Georgia Tech to Alabama. Zach Evans transferred from TCU to Ole Miss. He's been awesome, um, really improved. He was outside of my top five going into the season, but has answered a lot of the questions transferring over. Uh, Blake Corum has been on an absolute tear after 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 the summer, which you absolutely love to see. Uh, so there's a lot of guys who are going to be very very good. So you're going to see a, a you know a lot of these guys this time next year in the NFL bagging your team touchdowns because the class is extremely extremely good. Yeah, and for listeners of the pod over the last few years, they'll know I hate conceding something to wine. As we've had a few disagreements about things over the year, but I've I've had to give him Blake Corum on this one at the the summer one. I'd I didn't see it as much as as Owain did uh, quite wrongly on my part. Hands up on that one. Um, he's been he's been on an absolute shredding mission to start off the season, and if he continues the way he is, yeah, teams are going to absolutely love Blake Corum. I think I think it was maybe just his. His height and things, you just, yeah. I don't know. I think that's maybe what put me off. I don't know what it was. I, I'm, I'm happy to admit I've, I've made a big mistake on not rating him as highly as Owen did there. But he's been he's been really impressive. And he's been probably the one guy for me that, that's really stood out. That's went, oh, yeah, he's he is. We knew, we knew Bijan was going to be good. Probably knew Jamar Gibbs was going to be good. I didn't expect Blake Corum to be as good as he, good as he has been. I love it when a plan comes together. So there's absolutely nothing finer doing this than when you know, you're doing your draft analysis, uh, analysis, and when you're much higher on a guy, not only Stu but other, <laughs> higher on him than than a mostly lot me of, <laughs> on him, <laughs> than a lot of people, uh, and, and you know, you put pen to paper and you're right, yeah, I'm you trust trust your eyes and and you go with it. There's nothing finer than when that pays off. We we brush over it when it doesn't, and a lot of the time, most of the time, it doesn't. But when it does, I'm absolutely going to take that to the bank. So yeah, you know, he's a, uh, you know, listeners and watchers should definitely be paying attention to Blake Corum. If you don't know Blake Corum by now, then then where have you been? Because he's been on an absolute tear this season. Yeah, so it's paid off. So uh, you know, yeah, I'm taking that. Good. So very very honest of you there, Stu, as well, eating that big chump of hum- humble pie there. It don't happen often, so <laughs> get don't get used to it, guys. <laughs> Yeah, you'll expect it in return if uh, there's one that oh, I's missed. Um, anyway, let's move on. We've had the uh, the rises, but uh, there's got to be some fallers too. So who's who's struggled so far this year? I don't have a lot on this list just because of how early we are. You know, we're almost halfway through the college season, but there's still plenty of time to go in terms of through the draft process. But the one player that I did want to mention properly is just where is Keishon Booty because he has absolutely disappeared now a little caveat here LSU just have they just cannot pass the ball to save their lives so he's on the sideline most of the time um they're just bashing the run game and to be fair you know they're winning some games doing that uh 
but that's only going to take you so far into the season. At some point, you're going to have to start uh, stop throwing the ball. And there's no touchdowns on the year for for, for Booty. Uh, longest attempt, uh, believe it or not, came two weeks ago against Southern, which was a rush for 41 yards. That just that isn't how you should be using one of the best receivers in college football. Uh, say no, no touchdowns. Or 11 receptions through five games, 97 yards. Longest catch was 21. You, you, you're talking about one of the better deep threats in, in college football. And one of the guys who said that if you're going to bet on traits and production, then he was one of the guys that should have been wide receiver one going into the into the year. So it's, is it him? Is it Brian Kelly? Or is it the LSU offense? I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of everything, but it's just LSU aren't throwing the ball to him. So he is someone where we were speaking about potentially being a top 15 pick. It's very difficult to see that happening on the current trajectory of just 11 receptions in five games. Yeah, and, and wide receiver is a position that you've really got to produce at as well to be because there's, there's so many guys and all it takes is a few of them to have a really good season, which which plenty are, and he just gets overtaken very, very quickly. If you're not seeing the ball, um, yeah, it's, it's it's difficult to see how teams are going to be, if you've got that good a receiver, why aren't they throwing it at him? Is it because they can't? Probably. Is it because they don't trust him to do what they want him to do? I don't know. It's just a very odd, odd situation. It just doesn't, doesn't sit quite, quite right with me about what's going on with Keyshawn Booty. Particularly, I was very high on him. I thought he was going to have a real breakout season. He was in that bunch of kind of, we always had that three that we were talking about. And how, and how do you separate them out? Well, Booty's easily separated himself from that pack and and not in the way we would have hoped for him. Still a bit of the season to go and hopefully hopefully it's a situation at LSU rather than the player. Yeah. Another one I just wanted to touch on that we've been a lot of talk about and we've not really seen much of him. I don't know, is there, is there been an, I can't really see if there's been much of a, a major injury issue, but... Eli Ricks hasn't really been seen much of the field for for uh, Alabama. He, he played in the um, whatever game it was when they absolutely walloped. I can't remember who did they whack. What was the score? I can't remember who it was anyway. Um, he's yeah, he's just not really been involved in anything very much. He's somebody who, with a transfer over, there've been issues kind of in that transfer. He'd been arrested for things and whatnot. And if, is it? going to be one of those seasons where it's a write-off. I don't know. Um, he was somebody we thought of really highly. Like, I can't really see much information about what's been happening with him, if I'm honest. It, yeah, he just hasn't been able to get on the field. I think, I don't owe me to this, but I'm sure I saw someone tweet out and would probably an Alabama beat, uh, beat writer a couple of days ago saying that there were seven other Alabama DBs that had played more snaps than Eli yeah. Ricks. Only featured I mean, in a... one game. That game you're talking about there, uh, Stu, is, is Utah State that they won That's 55 it, yeah. nothing, and he had um, two total tackles and yeah, and no, nothing he, did, else. he did nothing. In, yeah, I mean, I, I'd wondered had there been an injury, but I couldn't find anything to say he'd been injured. Yeah. I've wondered had there been something off-field concerns. There was some kind of in the summer, but nothing really. I just think has he just not been doing well enough to get on the field, which is which is a concern for somebody who we had pinned as being a, a high hope. Um, so he's somebody maybe just keep an eye out for in the second half of the season. Does he kick on and, and do well, or is it just going to all fade away for him? 
it is worrying because of who he plays for as well in Nick Saban, who has so many ties to the NFL. If, you know, head coaches, GMs speak to Nick Saban and you know, maybe get some intel and say, well, look, if he if he can't get into a t- into a Nick Saban team, then Why he's not, not going to get into yeah. our NFL team either. Um, so he could be one. I mean, he absolutely has first round traits. I mean, if you're going to put a mock draft together, then you know, I spoke earlier about um, Garrett Williams saying that, you know, athletic traits, is, is you do bank on that a lot at the cornerback position. But Eli Ricks just, you know, has all that measurables, you know, prototypical cornerback, but just just hasn't had the production. Um you know, it, it was slow, I think, was the only knock on him coming through the summer, but had high pedigree all the way through his career. You know, came from um, IMG Academy, who just churn out um, NFL players, was at LSU, then goes to, to Alabama and, yeah, just hasn't been able to dominate in yeah. the way that he should have. Do you have any other names on your um, on your list, Stu? Because I'm out there. Yeah, I think... I think we've kind of covered pretty much everybody I was gonna gonna talk about. So yeah, I think we've we've won through quite a few guys there. There's plenty for people to go and have a look at and, and mull over till we're back next time. We don't want to slander guys too much. No, we <laughs> we'll see. Not it. slandering, it's just seeing who's maybe just not not lived up to what we thought rather than slander. Yeah, rather than fall in, just have slightly underwhelmed. Cool. Well next time we do rise rises, fallers and, and slightly <laughs> underwhelmed. Yeah, it's been okay. Very polite way of saying things. Yeah. No, that's, uh, we'll get we'll get worse later on. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, based on that, um, most of your top fives are out the window from from what I've seen. So <laughs> yeah, it usually happens to recap later on. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a constantly evolving process, is what I like to see, rather than a finished article in the summer. Absolutely, it's a live beast, is what it is. Well, there we go. Um, thanks for joining us for our very special uh, YouTube first extravaganza. Uh, as mentioned, if you can check that out, uh, like and subscribe as well. That would be fantastic. Uh, and of course, as always, have a look at our Twitter at 99yards, the website 99yards.com. Uh, loads of scouting reports, stuff on college, NFL, even CFL. Loads of great stuff on there too. Uh, thank you very much for joining us and we'll be back in a few weeks' time.